Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So let's talk about uh, what what is still going on and uh, what has gone on forever and probably will go on forever, and that is people engaging in fraudulent activity, trying to separate people from their money and their property. And COVID-19 is no exception. And do you find that at this time with COVID-19 and the pandemic for some fraud artists, this is, they see this as more of an opportunity than anything else? Absolutely. Um, these types of scams, these forms of phishing scams, emergency scams, um, are playing on those forms of um, you know, emergency. And they're just capitalizing on this COVID situation, this pandemic. And so... As much like the CRA scam we've seen before, um, they just evolve their story and playing into this um, sense of emergency and using that as a way to convince people, um, you know, we need your personal information. Uh, They're capitalizing on this, um, sending out these text messages relating to the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. Um, So it's really important as, um, as consumers and as citizens to sort of be aware of what the red flags are uh, in order for us to, to make sure we keep our money in our pockets. So what are the red flags? What should we be looking for? Because even people who consider themselves fairly worldly and savvy and knowledgeable and have the attitude, ah, nobody could pull anything over on me. Yes, they can. So what, what are the red flags we're looking for? Um, first and foremost, these phishing scams, these emergency scams, one are going to be, you know, primarily could be out of the blue in a form of a text message or email. Um, and from an unknown source, really don't know that source, and that um, that it's going to be asking for a lot of personal information, information the government, if you've already applied for a benefit, if you're already an existing bank customer, they would have that information already on file. Um, certainly that, um, you know, the idea that if you give us this information now, we can fix things. Um, and so it's really, um, you know, realizing government agencies, financial institutions, they don't utilize text messaging One, for you to click on a link to make and process a payment. Uh, It's going to be going directly into your account through direct deposit or a check that would be mailed to you. Uh, And um, any financial institution or government institution isn't going to email you out of the blue and ask you to click on a link to fill out all of your personal information. Mm -hmm. So if you get those types of requests, don't click on any links in any of those text messages or those emails. Uh, It's important that you go straight to the Canada.ca website. Um, and ensure that you're filling out any proper government forms through that secure site or through your banking app, as opposed to clicking on the links that you're being sent. Okay. Now, as I understand it, these scammers like to establish relationships or pseudo-relationships with their victims, and uh, they will often do that through online dating sites. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about these days, you know, when people are locked in their homes feeling lonely, maybe vulnerable, to uh, to that kind of an approach, what what's the danger here, and how do they operate? Yeah, so we are spending so much time now at home on our computers, 
And so they're going to be reaching out um, through any social media, um, through any um, possibly some form of a business email, and they're going to, you know, kind of play on um, the infection affection component. And the risk is, is that, one, you're going to give up a lot of personal information that they could utilize down the road from an identity theft perspective. But they could also try to convince you about sending or forwarding the money or um, that, you know, they just need you to process some payments through their, your bank account because their bank account doesn't work. Um, so, um, sadly, unfortunately, a lot of requests come through social media wanting to spark a friendship or a relationship. And as a result, you know, we... You spend a lot of time in, in, in engaging with this person, but their, their end goal is money, asking for payments to be sent, you know, claiming that they, they need some financial assistance. But at the end of the day, you really don't know who that person is, you know, behind that computer or behind that app that you're communicating with. So the minute they start to edge toward, uh, could you please send me uh, $500 because I'm here somewhere in the world and I need to get out of here and I want to come home and I want to meet you. So could you help me out with $500 and you send them the 500 and then the next request is a thousand and you get to feel like you know the person. I'm not speaking yeah. from experience here, but isn't that the sort of, isn't that the one of the pathways they choose? It is. And it'll be someone that, you know, claims, I mean, again, it's, we, we have social distancing. We're not meeting people. But even prior to this, it was, well, I can't meet you. I don't live in the country. I live halfway across the world. But I'm going to come to visit you. Um, I'm, I have a large sum of money that I'm trying to, you know, retire, and I'm going to come and visit you. And they, they really promise this life of, of lavish and romance. Um, they, they do um, attest a, like instant affection, instant love within weeks, um, kind of playing in on that feeling of, you know, people want to have that you know, fairy tale kind of romance, but they're laying that groundwork um, where they pull at the heartstrings more than they plea, well, I need to get out of this country or I need a flight, I'm going to come see you, and they never end up doing that. But that's, that's really how they start. Constable Horner, what about the most vulnerable people in our society? And we're finding that out clearly now, and that is seniors who could be also uh, among the, the lonely or just the available and vulnerable who are being preyed on. What, how, do they, how do these people, the scammers, approach seniors? I think it's in a lot of circumstances is um, they're, they're making claims of something that the seniors maybe um, feel rushed to make a decision. There's that sort of sense of panic um, that, well, if they're saying that this is true, I should probably just pay this money. Um, again, not having that awareness of, you know, that, they don't send certain, they don't ask for certain information or people don't ask for that certain type of money um, for in certain circumstances. I think if for any listeners, you know, if you know someone that may be vulnerable, again, in their home, spending a lot of time in their computer, talk about it. Um, one, of the, one of the, you know, trends we see is the antivirus scam. For a lot of seniors that are at home, um, there's a pop-up that their computer's frozen. And if they just click here or call this phone number, somebody can fix it remotely. And so, unfortunately, they're losing some money in that way. So it's good to know and kind of educate people when you get these pop-ups and even these pop-ups claiming a lottery that you've won a ton of money or that there's a prize available to you, that these aren't legitimate um, ads or legitimate opportunities. Um, so kind of educating them and, and spreading the word. So if you have the chance, tend to tell people and have them tell, tell people kind of some of these things that sort of seem to be happening when you're sort of navigating on the computer and some of these pop-ups that can happen.
Okay, so if you recognize or feel you're recognized that you're being scammed and you just cut off all content and you block that person and you just have nothing to do with them anymore, that's one approach, I guess. But where's the line that you, where's the line where you say, well, I'd better call police? Um, certainly if there's a financial loss. So if you've experienced some form of financial loss, um, then you'd be reporting that to your local police jurisdiction. Um, if you feel that, and I think in any situation, it's really important. These scammers are relying on in these emergency scams, that trigger of emergency that are part of our brain is the fight or flight, where we want to fix things and we just want to kind of make everything okay. And we don't kind of use that reason front part of our brain. So slow down. You know, you get, you get these, these messages, don't react instantly, don't slow down, talk to somebody, you know, call anybody that you can trust to say, hey, I got this email, does this make sense to you? And, and really talk it through, um, do some research, really do your due diligence in terms of what it is they're asking and does this make sense. Um, certainly, um, you know, the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre is a wealth of information on their website and all the number of different types of scams that are affecting Canadians and what to look for. And, and then, you know, obviously, um, you know, if you have suffered a financial loss, you'd be contacting your local, local police service. All right. And what's that website again? Uh, Canadian. So it's antifraudcenter.ca. 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 Okay. Must be very satisfying when you uh, take these people down. Oh, yes. Um, and the larger challenge, too, I think, you know, when we have abilities here in Canada, we have suspects here and affect those arrests, absolutely. But a, a significant number of the money is being sent to places that are outside of North America. So mm-hmm. Prevention, I think, is a big part of that and that awareness. Um, because in certain circumstances, we can't get those funds back. Uh, scammers are using forms of payment that are not traceable. They're pseudo-anonymous. So another red flag is if you have a supposed financial institution or a supposed um, government agency asking you for Bitcoin to make a payment or some form of electronic currency, that's a big red flag. Um, If they ask for iTunes cards, Google Play cards, these prepaid cards, that's because these scammers can um, hide behind those cards and the challenges of, of us tracing it. So that's okay. another red flag in any circumstance, even if you're looking at on um, the antivirus scam where they're asking for iTunes as payment or um, even in um, some of these um, phishing scams or lottery scams. So that, that's a big awareness piece as well. Well, great for us to know. And Constable Horner, thank you so much for the time and for the information and the alert. And again, uh, sincere condolences to you and the entire police family in Canada. Thank you. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.